When did this Today, happen? It didn't, Uncle Chu. Not like he says. Yeah, it did, Uncle Chu. Two hours ago. Tall guy, weird clothes. First you see him, then you don't. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. Welcome to 2018 Christmas Spectacular. This is Ed, the richest man in town, Erdelec. This is Andrew, ghost of future, weary. This is Jeff, Sugar and Spice, and Everything Nice, Carter. This is Ryan. I'm under the mistletoe. Merry Christmas. I'm going to take a Merry sip. Christmas to all and Happy New Year. The Sovich Fiat. I'm going to take a sip of this Nog, what Ryan has doctored with rum. God bless Nog. For being seasonal, because otherwise I drink it year mm. round and just it would be warming my cockles all year round for Indeed. sure. So Drew, last year on the Christmas special spectacular, uh huh, we were you didn't know this obviously because we do the editing afterwards, but for the interstitials between each topic, mm. we were playing Run DMC, yep. right? Christmas in Harlem or whatever it's called. What is it called? Yeah. Christmas and Hollis. Christmas and Hollis, excuse me. Um, and so we were doing that, we were doing that, we were doing that, and we cut it all together. And then we got to the second episode, because we talked about so much stuff, it, we cut it into two episodes. Mm-hmm. And in the second part, you talked about your favorite Christmas song being Backdoor Santa. <laughs> and we didn't know what that song was. And then we put it, we, and then we, we found we it. We looked and we up Backdoor Santa, and, and it we was cut like, it in. It was and the exact like, sample mm. in Run DMC's huh. Christmas Time and It Hollis was a Queens. wonderful Christmas surprise, yeah, it was really and good. I posthumously thank you for it. Posthumously? It means you're dead, isn't it? Jesus. <laughs> well, Christmas is the time when apparently the veil is also as thin. Oh. Yes. They call me back, no Santa. I make my runs about to break a day. Are you gentlemen aware that there is a seven-year-old boy right now... Living inside all of us? ...who made $22 million last year on, on YouTube. Ah, previewing toys. Previewing, unboxing, unboxing toys. Unboxing yeah. toys. Hmm. Kind of like that... Was that the kid we met at Comic-Con? Jesus, I hope Who so. had the channel where he just unboxed stuff? <laughs> the fidget spinner kid? The kid that was all into Rick and Morty? Probably. His name was Ryan, that's all I know. I mean, the kid that's that earned $22 million last year. I don't remember the Fidget Ryan? Spinner's kid's name, but it probably was Ryan. Probably was him. <sighs> Damn, guys. Yep. Can't believe we met him. I don't know if anyone would watch us doing unboxing videos, do you think? I'm going to make $22 million unboxing things. It depends. What are we unboxing? Yeah, we we got to find our unboxing niche. What if we sneak, mm-hmm. break into warehouses and just unbox things on shelves? <laughs> Could be, yeah. That, that probably a short, short-lived series. <laughs> we could wear masks. Would it be like all ASMR, and, or we're just talking all quietly and just <laughs> ripping the tape slowly? Just um, we could wear while masks. I'm in the background stepping on worms with my bare feet <laughs> and reroute God. our IP. We can reroute our P. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A couple more beers and I'll be rerouting my IP. Yeah. <laughs> So last year, guys, 
I started telling a story about when I finally asked my mom whether or not there was a Santa Claus. And I didn't really get around. I couldn't remember why I had asked that question. Was it because you saw mommy kissing Santa Claus? Or doing other things? Oh, what could have been. This is probably useless but I'm, i've been listening to old episodes so much that i like there's so many things i want to clarify and like revisit. <laughs> uh, this is the big end of year <laughs> review yeah. notes this is the editor's section notes and emissions uh <clears throat> errata so i notes went and emissions i probably was like 14 or 15 and i said okay so i really gotta know because what if i have kids and I count on Santa Claus to get them their gifts, and then they don't have any gifts on Christmas morning. You were 14 or 15? I can't remember how old. Maybe I was like 12 or 13. I was too old. Too old. Well, God bless you, Ryan. Uh, God bless you for, for still believing. But that, that, was my, that was my reasoning for really wanting to know whether or not there was, like finally once and for all, whether or not there was a Santa Claus. Because if I had kids one day, I didn't want to let them down by not buying any presents. You and didn't want to make them ask the Santa for the big ticket items so you didn't have to buy them yourself. But then again, <laughs> you and your kids could find out together. It's <laughs> uh, a nice Christmas bonding. Yes, for Christmas oh, we well, kids, it turns out we got the truth. Santa Claus. And then our family fell apart. <laughs> what did your mom say and how did she say that, it? That well that was when she was like, Well, do you really want me to tell you this? And uh as as I did get to last year, I she told me that, you know, oh well she probably said like, Oh, there's a it's in our hearts and blah 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 like Ed. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then I I was refused to refused to believe it anyway. So. Yeah, I was too subtle. Ed, where are your kids on the centimeter this year? Um, yeah, we need an update. Wow. I don't know what's going on with Noli. I pray that that's because <laughs> she's fourteen now. But uh, Willow and Augie like got their little papers in in the from school saying you know six bucks. You want to take a picture with Santa Claus? Six bucks. At school you can do it at the everything. mall for free. Hard that's times. not free, dude. Oh, really? No, that's like 35 bucks. Holy shit. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I asked them offs. both, and Augie was like, immediately, yes, and all this, and uh, Willow was like, eh, I don't know yet. Well, Willow didn't want to do it last year either. So I don't know, yeah. But she, yeah, she just doesn't like sitting, sitting on, on somebody's knee and all laps. that, yeah, I guess. Good for her. So she I don't knows know. what city she lives in. But I think she's still, uh, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see what happens this year. It's going to, you have to put a tack in that, because I don't know yet. <laughs> Nobody's written any letters or anything this year. It's early. It's early yet. It is. Although perhaps I shouldn't break the illusion for the listening audience. My kids aren't listening. It's Christmas Eve, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. Wait, I don't know why I said that in a witch's voice. <laughs> the Crypt Keeper. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all spookiness uh, withstanding. Um, what? There was this article that went around... Um, from Smithsonian Magazine recently, and it is called, I have it here, it is called A Plea to Resurrect the Christmas Tradition of Telling Ghost Stories. Um, And you might recall from a certain Christmas carol that, uh, you know, Scary Ghost Stories and Tales of the Glories of Christmas is a long time ago. Right. And, um, yeah, Christmas has long been a time of ghost stories. Um, And... Not only that, but the more research you do into Christmas and its pagan origins, Christmas used to be buck wild. (laughs) Like the Christian or yeah, the Christian church has done so much damage control to try to make it a somber stately affair when there used to be this thing called the Feast of Fools Mm -hmm. and, uh, 
the town would elect someone as like a fake bishop called the Lord of Misrule, and their job was like official party animal shit starter. People were just drunk off their asses, running around, dressed like goats, beating each other with switches. Like Christmas in used to be in Notre Dame or something. Awesome. I like everything but the switch part. Eh, a couple drinks. You know, I could get not, into it. You know, it's not my personal preference. I'm sure many well, other people. You know, get some it. chains and some, you know, leather. Some bells. <laughs> but uh, it'd be okay if animated Demi Moore from Hunchback in Notre Dame gave <laughs> me with a switch. What? All right. She was hot. Man. But the long and short of it hot is that um, I think uh, as as Christmas pushes deeper into the fall. That the fall Halloween energy kind of mixes with the Christmas, like the whole chocolate in my peanut butter, peanut butter in my chocolate, uh, Reese's cup theory. And mm. you know, you got your nightmare before Christmas, and you got Scrooged, and obviously, you know, Dickens ghost stories. I think we're starting to see more stuff. In fact, tonight is Krampus knocked. Krampus? It is? Yeah, it is Krampus's night. Is yeah. it always on this particular what night do you of do December? Krampus knocked? <sighs> Fucking Krampus you trying to steal my birthday thunder. Dress putting a Krampus on you my You dress style. up like a goat demon, you run through <laughs> the streets, and you beat people with sticks. Now that sounds like my kind of activity. It actually sounds like my birthday. So yeah. So let's long, get it started. Ago. But uh, just a plea from me to the... Let's bring Spooky back. Can't you see? Does anyone have any crazy snow stories? Well, since Mine all been... involve traffic. Yeah, did I tell the one about uh, getting stuck in the snow in my car? No. I only have one snow story, and I think I told it last year. N- I don't think so. How do you have a snow oh, story? Oh, getting stuck in the snow, yeah. where we had to fucking drag it out of you that you played spin the bottle with... Yeah. Your lovely that, classmates. I just don't go where there's snow. That's what I mean. How do you even have a Drew snow story? Drew doesn't go yeah. where there is It was a snow. school field trip. Oh, where'd you guys go? Like up to Big Bear? We went up to uh I Big Iron Bio. Tough. Yeah. And, never been the, and when we went up there, really? that was when they had a blizzard. Wow. So Going to Big Bear is so cool because you drive for an hour and a half outside of sunny Los Angeles, and then you're in a frozen lake, snowy wonderland yeah. with yeah. log cabins all about. You should definitely go to Big Bear. But and you, you can go skiing in your t-shirt. Good tires and brakes. Yeah. So, <laughs> snow story, Ryan, stop me if I've told this. So, my first car was an Oldsmobile station wagon. This thing was the size of a battleship. It had the turning radius of a battleship, but... Uh, you know, it was very safe, very anchored, uh, could fit eight <laughs> people inside of it. So it was a, as much of as, as a mom mobile it was, it's it was cool pretty for cool to yeah, drive yeah. around with my friends and fit all of my friends in this uh, Oldsmobile. Um, it didn't have the best uh, handling in the ice and snow. Hmm. And uh, one year I was driving on these hilly, icy back roads um going to the next town to see my girlfriend and i hit a patch of ice at the top of this hill and then my wheels just started spinning and i tried the steering wheel nothing was happening i was like all right well this is pretty much newtonian physics 
I'm just going where the ice takes me at this point. And so my car did this lazy mm-hmm. kind of 360 spin um, a, a down the hill. And I ended um, in a snowbank off the road with the front of my car pointed at the top of the hill. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I don't know if I need to get out and put some boards under the back <laughs> you tires. Have boards? Um, I think I might have had like. Uh, you could also use th- the floor mats. Yeah, floor mats oh. or, you know, shit, shit you put under the back of your mm-hmm. tires to get traction in the snow. Um, but I knew I needed to get out of the snowbank. But before I could get out, I saw the sweep of headlights and I knew that this car was going to hit that same patch of ice that I did go sliding and spinning down the hill and careen right into me where I was stuck in the snow. And right as like the lights hit the crest of the hill, a little warning sign on my dashboard that I'd never seen before went on. It went bing and it just said seatbelt. <laughs> so I just, I just held on just to the steering wheel and I was like, Oh shit. Brace for impact. And sure enough, the car oh, no. hit the ice, started sliding, started spinning. And then maybe cause it was a, a smaller or a lighter car. It kind of pirouetted past me mm. completely out of control but it just ended up in a different snowbank. <laughs> oh. Then did you guys all like help each other or? Uh, no, I, I got out of there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and he, I think he you burned got their car for annihilated. He said, "Fuck you, buddy." On the way <laughs> I said, "Seatbelt." <laughs> meep meep. And I took off. You buried him in the back spray from your own tires. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, asshole. <laughs> meep meep. There was one year where my friend and I decided, I think I was probably the first year I could drive, like 16, we were going to do our Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve in a blizzard. So we went to the mall, did our Christmas shopping. I'm sure I bought the requisite like candle at Yankee Candle for my mom or whatever, you know, crappy, shitty gifts that nobody wants. And we were driving home and the snow was just pissing down. And again, just like your snowy, hilly back road. And I don't even remember slit like feeling the car start to go i just remember going off the road and like just heading down into a field and then somehow miraculously coming to a stop right between a telephone pole and its guide wire or guy <laughs> wire whatever the fuck those are, things are called support wire like instead of hitting the telephone pole and then a bunch of cars drove past us on the road behind us and disappeared into the night and i was like geez thanks for helping you jerks so we managed to rock, we were stuck, but we managed to kind of rock the car back and forth and get out of there. And then we ended up in a part of the road where there was a huge hill and all these cars were stopped at the bottom because nobody could get their cars up the hill. And it turns out it was my cousin and all of his friends. And then I was extra pissed that they all drove by me and didn't help. So then we all had to take a weird, crazy back way just to get around the big hill that was covered with ice. And then there was another time where my friends and I were like, oh, well, let's go cross-country skiing. But we took two cars. I don't remember why. Maybe we couldn't fit all the skis or something. But my friend was driving. And this is probably not funny to anyone but me and us at the time. But we were driving along, and it wasn't snowing, but the roads were plowed, and the snow banks on either side were like four feet high. And so we're like on a straight stretch of road. We were nearing the place where we were going to get out to go skiing. And my friend who in the car ahead of us just turned left 
and drove straight into the snowbank on the left side of the road. And it wasn't like he didn't s- start swerving. He didn't like hit the brakes. It looked like he just made a, de- he made a decision to drive into the snowbank on the left. It was so funny. I, I still don't know if we ever got a straight answer as just, to why. He just think there was a turn there or something? Maybe. He maybe plowing. he thought it was... Did he, did he bounce off like a bumper car? He just like... Just went... Just, 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 you know in, like in movies when they do the kind of comic car crash where it just like lightly stops against the tree or whatever? Yeah. It was kind of like that. Just got like a couple inches of the front bumper into the snow. And you never got a clear answer because he was ejected from the windshield <laughs> yeah. and died. Pants around his ankles. <laughs> and then Ed drove by and was just ugh, with a grimace on his face. <laughs> Not again. Um, Ryan, stop me if I've told this one before. Um, so I haven't skied in many, many years. Um, basically ever since I got out of high school. But there was this one year where my father went on a trip to Pennsylvania. And I went with him. And we went to this resort town called the Poconos that had all these little lakes. And um, I had the best day of skiing of my life. Um, I remember, like, going up jumps and, like, nailing these Hmm. landings. And I was just at the height of my powers of skiing. Uh, and so I put my skis away and I, I shall <laughs> never, never see you again. again. Um, but the counterpoint to my awesome uh, ski school, you know, hot dog and day of glory was, you know, I had nothing to do. We were just in this like cabin and there was this awesome frozen lake. And so I was like, well, I'll just go for a, a walk, put on my jacket and my gloves. And I went out. And I hiked across this frozen lake and I was, you know, checking out the ice and the, the, the buried ice bubbles that don't move and looking, you know, at the plants under there and, you know, just kicking up snow. And then I turned around and I had no idea which way I had come from. Mm-hmm. There Couldn't was just see your feet, footprints? There was a series of lake because the, the, the lake wasn't totally snowed over Mm, it was just it was a smooth ice ice. and so it was a series of lakes in a series of identical snowy cabins (laughs) and i was like oh no and like the sun was getting low and the cold was starting to hit me at that point you know it's fun for like the first 45 minutes to an hour when you're moving and like you got your body temperature up but then you start to get tired and you start to get cold and you start to get scared. And I was kind of crisscrossing this lake and I was so freaked out that I was just going to be wandering at night. And my dad was going to be losing his mind and people were going to try to come and find me. And I just picked a random direction and I went there and then I went up to the first cabin I saw and I didn't recognize it. And I opened the door. My dad was like, oh, hey. <laughs> and, like, I was, like, from the verge of, like, hoo, hoo, hoo. like I'm going to die. We're going to freeze to death. I'm going to cause a, 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 a statewide incident, you know, a manhunt. Uh. And then I was like, oh, hey, dad. And I just kind of, like, walked You'd in. You'd only and actually and gone. Shook off my boots. <laughs> and I was like, I'll just keep this one to myself until I have a podcast one day. You had only gone five <laughs> Five feet away from I the probably only went like 20 minutes out, going in a 20 circle. minutes back, but Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, that Christmas miracle. Scary. Or yeah. winter miracle. You have a notoriously bad sense of direction, though, too. Yep. Not yep. when I'm in the wild. That's a, that's a funny <laughs> well, thing. That's what we thought until yeah, just now. Until several stories. When, when you get me behind the wheel of a car, all direction, all orientation goes out my brain. Mm. When I'm away from metal... And in my natural <laughs> element, wood, water, wind, air. Um, that is when I like to think I have very good direction. Yeah, I thought so too until I got lost in the desert trying to shoot Ed's movie that one time. <laughs> I thought I was dead that night too. You found your way through that pretty good. You are actually waiting for us at that one point. You know, I was thinking about that the other day uh, when we went out to Ballarat to... Uh, work on Ed's Western, Meaner Than Hell, and just driving down these long, lonely roads. With no turnoffs or anything. No turnoffs, miles and miles. And I finally got to the ghost town of Ballarat, and I'd been driving down this pitted <laughs> series of ditches that was the dirt road going into this ghost town. And then I'm like, and I'm here. And I hit the brake, and my brake pedal went zoop, all oh. the way to the floor. Whoa. And then I was like trying to steer, and I was like, oh, my brakes are out. I've heard about this, I guess. <laughs> and I was plowing towards the only standing <laughs> structure in Ballarat, which was the, the, the little the little general store. Little general store. <laughs> and then I just kind of wrenched my steering wheel aside until my car just kind of ran out of momentum. And I'm I like, didn't know that happened. Yeah, how did you get out of there? <laughs> how did you drive home, too? Uh, very tentatively. Oh, my God. That's not a short drive, either. No. no. That was the day that I kept falling asleep behind the wheel. And instead of snow on the long, long, miles-long driveway to that house, the embankments were just big dirt piles. So I kept falling asleep and swerving into the big dirt piles. I didn't know that was happening, either. <laughs> Yeah. No, there was one point where I fell asleep on the highway and Jeez. went into the next lane, and I, we had to all pull over on the side of the road and switch drivers. Who were you riding with? Cause that it was, was me and Abe Ruthless. <laughs> and uh, no, both of us. I, we, I called you. I was like, hey, I just fell asleep and woke up in the fast lane. Um, Jesus. We need to stop. And then Elliot drove my car. And then I got into your guy's car, and I tried to go to sleep in the back, but you blast, you were blasting the, the radio. To stay away. And I was like, away. guys, I got. I need a couple of minutes. And you were like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, we're driving. Fuck you. You're yeah, in the back. Well, fair enough. Fair we had enough. no. I got uh, no brakes. That takes a lot more skill. <laughs> You drove home with no brakes. You never said anything yeah, about that. Yeah, that's nuts. Wow. The and when we went back to Ballarat, talk about I a Christmas was, miracle. I was prepared for my brakes to go out. So when the <laughs> brake pedal went all the way down with no resistance, I was like, and I'll just turn the wheel here. <laughs> Easy just, peasy. Was it just getting all dirty or something? I think it was just super fine silt and oh dust God. getting in between the <laughs> the brake pads and stuff. All right. Well, note to the wise when you're. Uh, Wintering or summering in Ballarat. <laughs> Dear Don't listeners. forget to As visit lovely does. Trona. Mm, just Ugh. veer slowly to the side. Um, Ed, you must have a million yeah. snow oh, stories. T- Ed, tell... Well, wait, real quick. The wonderful thing about growing up in a snowy climate with yards is that you can go sledding. Yeah. And my un- uncle and aunt's house was right next door to us, and they had a really big hill in the back. But also, there was a swamp way down in the back, and there was like a path that went all the way down to the swamp. So if you angled it just right, you could sled all the way down the hill, 
duck under the fallen tree and get like almost all the way down to the swamp. It was really badass. See, it was Illinois, so we didn't have hills. No, just flat. It you, was had to, you had to just push snow, your sleds but, yeah. really slowly. What, yeah. what about the Indian mounds? Uh, <laughs> uh, near Ed, us. tell the story about, um, oh, I'm going to hit you with a snowball. What's this? Because your kids associated Christmas with snow, because you'd always go on a, you were always going home, and then you were going to spend Christmas in L.A., and Noli or someone said, like, hey, I'm going to hit you with the snowball, because you didn't know it didn't snow in L.A. at Christmas. I don't even remember that. Oh, well, Sorry. N- never mind. <laughs> Forget I mentioned no, it. No, surprisingly, I have almost no snow stories. I have an almost identical story to your spin-out story, down to the fact that I was driving an Oldsmobile. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it was like, I went into a 360 spin-out, and uh, there was another car coming, oncoming. And they managed to stop, and the couple in it, their faces were just like, when I finally came to a stop, I'd gone 360 degrees. And when I spun to a stop, they had this look of, ter- of horror on their faces. And we locked eyes or something, and I just kind of threw my hands up and was like, They ah! <laughs> <laughs> started laughing. Oh. So that was funny. But uh, no, I, I, I remember once I buried my friend in the snow too deeply. <laughs> Uh, we oh. Speak of it no more. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was just like he, uh, was, he was like six months later. He put his gloves over his face and was like, "Now cover my face." You know, and, <laughs> and so I did, and then and then I walked away. <laughs> For some reason, I don't remember what I was doing. I was chasing my dog or something. Walk away. And uh, he was yelling my name, Eddie, Eddie, and all this. And oh, I was like, he even called you Eddie. That's more tragic. Yeah. And I was just kind of, <laughs> I was kind of laughing, like whatever. And then like, I finally came over, and I was like, "You really can't get out, can you?" <laughs> and then he didn't Eddie. answer. No. Yeah. And then he didn't answer. And then I put more snow on, and that's the end of the story. <laughs> In the parking lot of this, uh, there was like a strip mall. It was a big strip mall with like a Toys R Us and Kmart and all that kind of stuff and everything. And they, uh, the snow plows would shove all the snow into the center of the parking lot. So it made this amazing like snow island. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Did you sled down that? We couldn't sled down Too it. Too bumpy. We were in high school, so Too we didn't sled. Gra- oh. We were just playing in it and everything, and the cops Oh, yeah. Stopped. Sledding is dumb when you're in high school. No, we just didn't. <laughs> we'd never sledded. We didn't right. have sleds because yeah. there were no hills. You don't need a sled. As Ryan and I have found out, it's been a while, but down here at the beaches in Southern California, certain uh, shoreline towns will build up these giant sand dunes as protection against winter storms. Mm-hmm. And Ryan and I have gone out there at night with yeah. uh, some boogie boards and gone sledding we down We should the go sand sledding again, especially yeah. since we're all fucking in town this year. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Okay. What's... There's actually this one epic sand dune on the side of PCH in Malibu that people go down. It's kind of like your story about going down the you hill go and down, down the down swamp. And down. Except the problem is... The swamp in this case is PCH, the most dangerous <laughs> right. highway in America. So well, you gotta you only live once. Yeah, you, you gotta bail out at a certain. <laughs> Come on, Flash! It's time to bail out. Okay, so what's the most epic snowman or snow fortress you've ever built and/or seen? I'll start. <laughs> there was. One time when my uncle and cousin built a snow dragon complete with snow eggs, and it was so amazing wow. that I was blown away. And only a year or two ago, I asked them to show me, to, to try and dig up a picture of it because I wanted to really remember what it looked like. Because they had a well in their yard, and the dragon was like wrapping around the well, which the eggs were in, and it was protecting its eggs. 
They had like a hockey stick jammed in there for support on the thing. There was also a pretty good dick at my college one year. <laughs> and my <laughs> balls. Wait, now we'll go back to the snow storm. Uh, and then, yeah. They no, wait, also not, let's not <laughs> be so hasty. Um, he was experimenting with dragon eggs. The, the problem, I don't know how it was where you guys were, but you couldn't build. M- most of the time when it snowed in my place, it was like very dry, powdery snow. Yeah, we couldn't And then it would just freeze together. over. So if it was good snowman snow, it meant it was like a little warmer. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, like when I go home for Christmas, I try to build at least one snowman. And by the next morning, it's completely Slush. toppled over yeah there was one year where i was it was like really a heavy snowstorm and i was like oh this is amazing and i uh i decided to build a snow fort so we had a tree in the center of the yard and i just rolled out giant snowball after giant snowball and i put a circle all around the tree and then i built another layer so it was two huge snowballs tall completely surrounding the tree and then i dug a tunnel in from the back and I was, like, so psyched about it and so ready to, like, have snow battles, even though all the kids... We didn't... I didn't have a neighborhood where there was a lot of kids. It was just my two cousins, and by then they were, in were not interested in, in having snowball fights. But the very next morning, it was completely gone. I spent, mm-hmm. like, five hours building it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had a, a hill in our backyard, and so we could sled in our backyard, and we would labor away trying to pack snow down to create a ramp and the problem was you would like build up this mound of snow and you'd pack it and pack it and pack it as hard as you could and the first person to go down would just plow right through it with their sled yeah and one year i remember we just kept piling snow on and piling snow on and piling snow on and it never you know people kept plowing through it we kept piling it up and um, it didn't really last, but then it rained or it warmed up and it got cold again. And basically that snow ramp turned to ice. Mm-hmm. And then when we went sledding the next time, we had this like concrete slab <gasps> that would just launch us <laughs> off. And then we would hit. G-g-g-g-g! It was extremely painful, yeah. and we just did it over and over again. I can't believe <laughs> oh I didn't my break God. my tailbone or I, my ribs. It was, there was awesome. Yeah. In in the other part of my uncle's yard, there was a rock wall, so we, you could sled. <laughs> you could kind of sled off the rock wall, and our sleds, we had the ones with the steering wheel with that you oh, could with the treads, but it had a like a like a hard plastic rim all around the sides. So the very first time I went off the rock wall, I went up and I came down hard on my tailbone right on the edge, and my tailbone hurt for weeks after that. I just went home crying, I'm sure. <laughs> it really kind of ruined the experience. Ryan's I had this hurt. blue plastic sled with two little white hand brakes. Wait, but there was no sledding in Indiana. No, there wasn't. Well, it was Illinois. <laughs> so you just, just sat in it, behind a car? I would go down the driveway into the street. <laughs> okay, we lived so the, in a suburb. The driveway had a bit of a. It had, a our driveway a had a little bit of a little bit of a slope, but yeah, usually I would just kind of it would peter out by the time I reached the bottom, and I probably just be for the best in the almost in the center of the street. You know, Those sled handbrakes it didn't never, work. Never no, did it, especially not, really. not on. I was on just snowy concrete, really. so it didn't work at all. You know, blacktop. Uh, there was another time where we went over to my dad's friends, and we were all tubing down. They had a huge hill in the back. And at one point, it was all ice. The snow had just frozen solid. My sister went off the tube and just scraped all the skin off her arms and face and leg. Like, <laughs> she had to go to the doctor and get, like, all these, you know, get all the, I don't know. Skin grafts. Skin grafts. <laughs> yeah. She was really, really in bad shape. Bad Christmas. I mean, 
it's worth it. Yeah, you got to do it. You can't there, not. There is a time where where the the top layer freezes and it just becomes you can microscopic walk on top of blades. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when not. your feet punch through it, crunch, crunch. Yeah. I used to just play Hoth all the time. I remember taking my Star Wars figures out into the snowy backyard to play Hoth, mm-hmm. and I had figured out that uh, if you took one of those big coffee filters that looks like a big cupcake wrapper mm-hmm. and you turn it upside down. It looked like a perfect snow hut fort for (laughs) Star Wars. And so I put all my favorite figures in the snow and I put the coffee filters on top. And then my prized possession was my Adat. Yeah. So I had my Adat walking around out there, stomping on some of them. And then I was like, okay, time to go inside and have some hot chocolate. Let me just collect all my favorite Star Wars figures. figures again. Never found my <laughs> figures spring. again. They were not found until the lawnmower yep. went over them. I was going to say, eaten by the lawnmower. Oh man! Sorry, Panda Baba. There goes five hundred dollars <laughs> worth of Star Wars figures. Yeah. I think Rudolph yeah. has done us a disservice because I stayed up many nights looking out the window, hoping I could see a spot of red light on the amongst the stars, but. There was no Rudolph. I mean, yeah, the even, kids are always even disappointed. real Santa doesn't have a Rudolph. My kids are always disappointed when Rudolph doesn't show up in any in some kind of Christmas special, and I'm like, eh, you know. Yeah, I've tried multiple times to stay up awake to see Santa. I had the cookies, I had the milk, and I could never stay awake long enough to see Santa. And I'd wake up, and the cookies were like half eaten, and the milk was half drunk, and it was like. You know that was real dedication. You there know. was a there was a dart in his neck. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little candy you know, cane and, dart. <laughs> and and it was just it's like, okay. My mother knew what she was doing and trying to create that whole. Your mother. Uh, I mean, Santa knew. Yeah. That he had to eat yep. at a lot of different houses, so he only took a few cookies here and yep. a little bit of milk there. Let me tell you something, Santa's heart. Pounds like he's behind enemy lines and he's freaking putting out presents. No lie, like it's the most terrifying because of all the thing. cholesterol. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's the cookies. Yeah, I don't know, but it's the most terrifying thing Santa does once a year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. He's terrified. He's literally terrified. Somebody's gonna get up. All right, man. We got the wait, cookies wait, wait. over there near the tree. We gotta get through these lights and have some of that nog. And then we got to get out of here. Go, 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 go. Blood pounding in the ears that somebody's going to get up while he is putting the presents out. Yeah. Well, you can... These are just the these are just the regular presents, kids. Santa's going to be by later for the, reg, for yeah, the real then, ones. Don't you worry. Santa has to the, run out. The biggest out. problem with Santa <laughs> is that... I have two things to say before we break. The biggest problem with Santa is that the toys... And I never really put this together until I was much older. But the toys are all just factory-made, like, Milton Bradley place you know playmates like ninja turtle figures in the blister pack mm-hmm. and it's like oh wait is he like play is he like uh infringing on trademarks building these at the north pole like what's no. uh he's like robbing what's the deal him. here yeah he's is he just he robbing steals the toy toys store? from the rich to give to the i never got a wooden duck or anything in, in, <laughs> <under> <laughs> that, that was like one of the first bits of cognitive dissonance is when I would yeah. watch the Christmas specials and they would be making little wooden trucks, and little wooden <laughs> yeah. hobby horses, yeah. and I would be, get like a speaking spell. And I'm like, I, I don't yeah. know how they do it. I mean, these guys are geniuses. This looks exactly like the real thing. Perfect forgery. I think Santa and the elves outsource. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, they must. But does Santa deals. use sweatshop labor? 
Well, I mean, the elves, do they sweat? They're magical. It's very cold there. I doubt yeah, it. No, not Are at they all. unionized? <laughs> Definitely not. It's only once a year, too. They get the rest of the year off. They're lazy fuckers. So they're contractors then, and they don't yeah. just don't. Yeah, they're 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 like uh, migrant seasonal grape pickers that are just <laughs> indentured servants. Cut loose at the end of the Where season. Where do they go at the end of the season? Back to Fairyland or Back something? to Mexico. That's right, man. Mexico. Uh, so I had my greatest imaginary character creation, and I was also way too old to have this. But I had a mechanical pencil that kind of looked like it had a black bandana on it. So I dubbed it Ninja Pencil. And there was one year where I just, I needed to be sure. So I put Ninja Pencil in sight of where Santa would be, would come out. And uh, Ninja Pencil told me the next morning that Santa did, in fact, come. So, Sweet. Yep. I it's loathe a case closed. Solid bro, Ninja yeah. Pencil. I absolutely loathe mechanical pencils. Have you guys ever seen... Uh, there, there's an old 1970s TV Christmas special called The Night They Saved Christmas. Yeah, I remember that. Really? Mm. I am shocked. Wow. It's actually available on Amazon if, with a Hallmark Channel trial. But it was about this family who moved basically to the North Pole because the husband worked for an oil company. And they were going to start drilling. Uh, they were going to start blasting for oil right near the North Pole. And Santa basically kidnaps the guy's family. <laughs> And, like, to try to convince them, to convince him not to blast, because they, they were, like, destroying Santa's workshop and stuff. And there's a Rob the Robot in it. But no. it was false yeah. advertising, because the Rob the Robot comes up to the little boy and is like, hello, I am your best friend, won't you tell me a joke? And he's, like, interacting. <laughs> Doesn't lies. sound like Rob the Robot. All lies. Um, <sighs> we're going to launch into our very special christmas special spooky stories soon and as i sat down to write mine i was like eh, it seems like kind of dense and overly complicated like most of my stories i could just write a a quick story about a guy that gets kidnapped by trees and they chop him up and and display him and i was like meh i don't know seems seems like it's been done and then the next day i saw this video called treevenge <laughs> and it basically is a fully committed exploration of what happens when the christmas trees rise up and uh story ganked i no i urge you to seek it out uh it, it, it is better than any story i could write send me your emails listeners give us a christmas present some topics to talk about for your entertainment. Hey, we're not doing this for us people. If we're doing it. We're in it for the figgy pudding, and we won't go until we get some. Find us at sixdemonbagpodcast.com, sixdemonbagpodcast at Gmail, Facebook, and Instagram, and on Twitter at sixdemonpodcast. This is Ed. If you want to find more about me, uh, you can look at my blog, emertelec.wordpress.com, Delirium Tremens, or uh, Facebook. I'm there all the time. This is Jeff. You can find more at Carter Wrote It on Facebook and Twitter. This is Drew. You can find me on Twitter at GenFactor. You can find me, Ryan, on YouTube at 20th Century RG with the number 20. Merry Christmas and Happy New All right, ready when you are. Ready.
This is rosy cheeked. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker, that's what you. <laughs>